There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Supported by the amazing team at TRX. Their suspension trainers are designed for pros and built for everybody to use wherever you are. I see these in high-end gyms and the homes of trainers, coaches, and fitness enthusiasts like me all over the world. The TRX app contains more than 100 videos to train you at every level and improve you every day. TRX is the world's most versatile, affordable, and effective gym, and we're happy and proud that they're sponsoring the Quality of Life podcast. Hello and welcome to the Quality of Life podcast, hosted by me, Raham Harag, the youngest Arab and the first Saudi woman to climb Everest and the Seven Summits. We speak to the biggest names in fitness, sports, health, and nutrition in the GCC and the world. Maria is a certified holistic nutritionist specializing in acne and the founder of science-backed skin company, Kuma. She has helped thousands of people improve their health by improving their diet. I can't wait to hear more about her journey, challenges, and her vision for the future of wellness, nutrition, and fitness. Maria, thank you so much for being here today. I'm very curious to know all about your experiences and your secrets and your life. But first, I'm curious, where are you from originally? Well, I'm originally from New York. My heritage is Italian, but I grew up in New York. In New York. And then yes. now you're in Dubai. And now I'm in Dubai. I've been How here long have you been about there? Four, four years. Four years? Yes. No, so I've been I've completely converted though. I call myself a Dubian. I'm like, I'm a Dubian. <laughs> I don't even want to go back to New York. I love it here so it's much. It's such a unique city, huh? It is. It really is. And you know, there's a, there's a great quality of life here. And, uh, I, I really am enjoying my time here. Yeah. I've been here 20 years. Um, speaking of quality of life, I love that you said that. I want to know what's your definition of quality of life. Quality of life is peace of mind. And I think it's really finding that balance between work and life, uh, which I feel like in New York, they have not mastered yet. It's all work, 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 work. And your social life, your family life, maybe even your mental health, they all go to the wayside. Um, whereas here in Dubai, I feel like they've really mastered this quality of life and kind of balancing. They they work to live. They don't live to work. And yeah, so that, that's what it is. It's really that balance and, and finding that inner peace and that inner calm. I want to know more about yourself. So tell me who inspired you or influenced you to reach to the Maria you are today? Yeah. So I didn't have necessarily like a specific role model, but definitely my childhood and teenage years really shaped who I became because I grew up in a family that's probably the complete opposite of me in terms of like their interest in health and nutrition and wellness. So I grew up in an Italian American family in New York. So it's kind of like what you see in the movies, you know, and, um, we, you know, food was a very central part to everything, every gathering, everything was about food, but it definitely was not the healthiest food. And 
all around me, my family had a lot of health issues like weight issues, diabetes, uh, various chronic illnesses and diseases. And so uh, as I got a little bit older, then I started like around 16, I started getting these issues too. And for a long time, I thought that was just how it was. That was just life. But as I got a little bit older, I realized actually, it's probably the way that we're living. It's the way that we're eating. It's it's our habits that was causing this. And so for me, the tipping point was getting acne and not being able to get rid of it for about five years. So I got it around the age of 16 and it persisted for five years, like into college. And I was just going crazy, trying to get rid of this acne and nothing I did worked. Not the drugstore stuff, not the going to the dermatologist, not the medications. Uh, it all, it, it just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. And it wasn't until I changed my diets, I learned about this concept of food as medicine. And uh, I learned the importance of gut health and probiotics. And long story short, I drastically overhauled my diet. I worked on healing my gut and my skin cleared up in three months. And so I was just like, Maria, you're you're speaking. I'm like, oh my God. So I also had the same issues. I had skin problems. I didn't, you know, growing up in typical family, it was like, you must drink milk. Can you drink milk? Can you go to school? And I had, so I, you know, I started realizing that there's something wrong when I cut down. So I completely understand, you know, your drive. I completely get it. I also have IBS and I didn't know that. So it was one of the main issues that was causing me problems. So it, Completely, you're speaking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I know exactly how you feel. It's not easy at all. We're going to get into more details about your life later. But I'm very curious, seeing as I love books, if there is a book or any, uh, it doesn't have to be a book or, or you know, per se, but any book or podcast or something that has inspired you and why would it, why did it inspire you? Yeah. So there is a book. It's called The Greatest Salesman in the World. It's an old book. I, I want to say it was written in the 60s by Og Mandino and The Greatest Salesman in the World. And it's it's a parable. It's not like, you know, one of these kind of self-help instructional, but I, mean, I guess it is a self-help book in a way, but it's, it's not like a didactic kind of thing. It's a parable. So it's the story of this, uh, I think he's like a shepherd boy. And then anyway, long story short, it's really a guidebook to success. And there is this one line that really sticks out or this it's actually a whole chapter. It's called, I will persist until I succeed. And it kind of just like goes into this whole mindset of developing this unwavering drive and determination to like keep forging ahead, even when you fall down, even when there's obstacles, even when you fail at something, it's like always getting back up and, and doing it again. And, uh, that for me has, I read this book probably 10 years ago and I read it over and over and over and over so many times. And I really feel like it has helped me, uh, you know, with my career and just in life, like, having that tenacity and willing to get back up every time you fail. Cause inevitably you will fail at things. Things will not go as planned. There will be obstacles that you need to overcome. You will be told, no, things won't work out as you plan and you can't stop. You have to, you know, you have to keep going. Oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm going to end up with a really awesome list of books after all of these interviews. Cause everyone keeps telling me something from a perspective and I'm like, I would love to 
read that. So thank you for telling me. I'm curious about your day today. How is your day like? Can you describe to me what's a typical day like in, in Maria's life? Yes. So I definitely make time for wellness. I make time for good food. I take make time for movement. So because I'm still working with the U.S. quite a bit, I end up working into the evening. So I like to start my workday a little bit later. I start that at 10. And before that, I wake up early. I love to get some morning sunshine, go for a walk for like half an hour, which is really good for resetting your circadian rhythm. It also helps with sleep. So I sleep like a baby at night. It is getting hot now though. So sometimes I do, I do skip the walk now, but then I like to do strength training. So I do that three times a week. Uh, I will try and get in a meditation. I don't do it every single day, but I do try to get it in when I, when I can. I definitely make time for a healthy breakfast. I love to cook a nice healthy meal, get my 30 grams of protein in, keep my blood sugar stable. I think that's really important uh, just to keep you fueled and satisfied throughout the day. Then I start my, my work. And then in the evening, I do like something that I've had to shake from my like New York mentality is just this like working, 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 never stopping, you know? Um, but now I end at six. I take a break. I have dinner with my husband. And then if I do have some calls, I'll take like an hour or hour or two of calls like after dinner. Um, but then that's it. I make time to read. I love reading before bed, getting rid of the phone. I, I put the phone in the other room, like at least an hour before bed so I can read. And uh, yeah, I love that. I also like to st- step away from the phone as much as I can. But in in, in my defense, my phone is my secretary. So sometimes it's, it's really hard to, to let go of that, but it's good to, to at least be aware of it. Um, you mentioned you love having a big breakfast, but I'm more curious about your guilty pleasure. So what's your favorite cheat meal? Um, what's something that you love and, uh, something that like from time to time you like it wrong. I love dark chocolate. Yeah. I definitely love that's my a, dark that's chocolate. That's not a bad one. I feel like, you know, growing up, I ate a ton of junk food. I ate a lot of processed food. And, um, when I kind of switched over, I feel like my palate has changed quite a bit. And like, I actually crave healthy foods and like healthy foods. I like how they make me feel, but like, if I want to eat French fries, I'll eat French fries. You know, I love if that you I want to French fries, it's my favorite food. Yeah. French fries are good. Second. So then maybe that is my guilty cheat meal, but I, I don't like thinking of this like cheat meal mentality. I like to think that, you know what? It's my 80, 20. So like 80 to 90% of the time I'm eating super healthy, that 10 or 20%, I just give myself the freedom to have what I want without any guilt or a second thought. I always say that I say that it's moderation and it's just not starving yourself or not, you know, depriving yourself of something. You really, it's okay to have sometimes it's just bad to completely like cut it off. You'll, you'll end up craving it even more. I, I don't know. I think, I mean, what's the point of eating all these vegetables if you can't have French fries every once in a while? You know? I feel like they, they it's balance still a out. Vegetable. It's just it's a vegetable. Deep fried, deep fried vegetables. You can try yeah. it like sun dried and air dried. Like the, the, the new, you know, kind of like, cause I love sweet potato as well. So that, that's okay. That kind of hits my craving. And um, I've been putting off getting like an air fryer or something like, or a dryer because I, if I do, I'm going to do everything. What's great about it is that you're you're not deep frying, you know, the food. But you want to you want to hear a trick? If your oven has a fan, you can basically turn the fan on in your oven, and it kind of creates an air fryer. <laughs> yes. So that's how an air fryer works to so put the temperature, whatever the temperature you want. And then usually there's another dial that has like a yeah, fan. I have a fan for sure. 
You definitely have if everyone has a fan. So so you just put the fan on with the the heat and it will circulate the air around the oven more so you'll get crispier veggies. Thank you. I'm going to try I'm going to try that with veggies cuz I love veggies and I like crispy veggies. So Yes. It's, it's a good way to satisfy the craving of Exactly. You know, I love exactly. that. Thank you for the tip. I'm sure the listeners will love that too. I never knew that. Okay. I'll try that. Thanks, Maria. I want to know what is your thought or what's your, your mentality about wellness? Um, are you, do you meditate? Do you prefer being more holistic? Um, for me, I think wellness is being active and being sporty. That's kind of how I see wellness. I'm curious to know what's your view about wellness. Yeah. So if you asked me 10 years ago, I would be like, it's food, it's food, it's a hundred percent food. And I still believe in food as medicine. And I think food is such an important, important part of our health and wellness. Um, even our mental health, our mood, all of this is based on what we're eating, but I do feel like our thoughts and our mental well-being is even more powerful. And that's where the meditation comes in. And, um, meditation has been really powerful for, for me and actually so much. So, uh, about a, a year and a half ago, I did a meditation course so I could become a meditation instructor. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I'm not meditating every day. I should be. But when you meditate every day, there's definitely been periods where I go, you know, for months on I'm meditating every day. You are different. You are a different human being. I've never been able to do that. I do different kinds of like, I don't want to call it meditation, but walking or whatever I do, but meditating, I've never been able to do that. It's, it's a matter of finding a style of meditation that works for you. So, you know, for me, I was a person, I was like, I cannot meditate. I mean, I was the typical New Yorker, like type A personality. I was like, no, I can't meditate. Like, yeah, the head is going, the thoughts are going. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't have 20 minutes to sit there in silence. I have emails to do. I have things to do. You know, I, I just kept trying different types of meditation. There's some meditation teachers where I really resonated and connected with. And there was other meditations that I did. I was like, Oh God, like all I did was make my grocery list, you know? So it's just a matter of finding a style that works for you. And like a teacher that works for you. Then, then it's just a matter of sitting, like making the time to do it. And you don't have to do 20 minutes a day to start, like start with 10. And you know, the thing is, and you're not failing if thoughts are coming into your head because your brain is wired to think like, that's what a brain does is it thinks. So when you're meditating, really the goal is to have like a focused attention on one thing. So for example, there's a mantra meditations where you'll have a mantra where sometimes it's, you know, it's something that doesn't actually make sense to you. It's like, let's say it's in uh, Sanskrit or, or it's something that you don't understand and you're just basically repeating it over and over and over and over again. And it can, and it has meaning, um, but your attention is just on repeating that phrase over and over and over again. So if your attention is on that, it can't be on your grocery list and it can't be on, oh, did I do this or that? Or what do I have to do? Um, so it's a matter of just like focusing your attention um, rather than like completely erasing all of your thoughts. And thanks for the tip. It, it, find the type of medica- meditation that suits you because it like I never thought of it that way. It's like everything else. Not all the clothes will fit you. It's clothes, but not all of it will fit you. You know, not all the types of food you like, find the type you like. So I like that. I like that you said that. Maybe that's why I just never fell in love with it because I didn't find the type. Yes. Thank you. And, like and you know what I'd recommend? Have you done sound healing? Have you ever tried that? I just did a 12-day hike in Nepal. And I did an incredible session with uh, singing bowls and healing bowls. And I loved it. 
Yes. So did you find you were able to get into a state of meditation while you were listening to the signals? I was actually standing in a ginormous bowl and the bowl was vibrating and then he was doing sound healing. It was so, so, so good. It was in this teeny weeny little place in Nepal that specializes in sound healing. And I'm like, so cool. He started first by asking when you, when you were born and stuff like that, letting you hear different vibrations and finding your right vibrations. And stuff. I was like, this is so cool. And then he's like, D- you can take the whole thing and do it alone in your home. And it sounded like a dying cat when I was doing so. I was like, I think I need to learn, but you're right. I found that interesting. Um, so maybe, maybe this is my takeaway from this. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Is to find the type that you like. Thank you. I really love that, Maria. I would actually like to know more about the difficult side, the challenges you faced. What is the most challenging thing you face in your career and in your field um, in general, in your career and in specific as a woman, what do you think is the biggest challenge you face? I mean, there are so many obstacles in starting your own business for sure. Uh, and just having um, longevity in this field, I feel. So I find that marketing is my biggest challenge and social media and like just staying on top of all the social media because I feel like when I started in New York, it was like I had a, you know, a location and there's like a lot of word of mouth and I was getting press and it was like very easy to, you know, get, get clients. Um, but now this whole like follower thing, like you feel like you're on a treadmill, like you're on this hamster wheel that you cannot get off of having to produce content every single day, um, you know, for decades. If the more you put, the more you need to put more, like, does that make sense to you? Because I feel the more I put, the more I need to put more. I don't know how to explain this feeling, but I feel like if I do consistently put stories or stuff, people are going to insist on having content or videos and stuff. They just want more. And I just feel like it gets a bit overwhelming because I want to enjoy, I want to feel like I'm comfortable in what I'm doing. But sometimes I feel like it's, it's a bit of a burden. It's no longer what I love. Yeah, that's the tricky thing. And especially like if you've been doing it such a long time, it kind of does become a bit of a grind. And yeah, you have to find that balance between like living in the moment, but then also, you know, sharing things. You have to bank on it. It's a life. It's it's a living. You have to be able to do it. I relate with to you, Maria, so much because I'm the same. I just sometimes feel like, you know, okay, I want to give more, but I want to just be private or I want to do, you know, it's, it's hard. It gets a little bit overwhelming. 
It's hard, but what I've found has been helpful, you know, and the other thing that's hard is that social media is changing all the time in terms of what's popular, what's, what gets shared or or pushed out right to your followers. So, um, but I do find that like scheduling my content in advance, especially that educational content, shooting it all in one day, shooting 30 videos in one a day, and then scheduling them out. Something we have to deal with living in uh, 2023 is uh, it's it's a part of life. And, you know, I like seeing people's lives. Like I like learning from people, you know, I like seeing other people's stuff. Uh, so I think it's, yeah, just finding that balance of like, okay, how can you plan and prep things in advance? But then, you know, every once in a while, share stories, some, some like real life in real time stuff. Yeah. You reap what you sow. So you collect and then you, you either put out there. I love that. What's something you're super proud of? What's something that you hold dear to your heart and makes you smile every time? So something that I'm really proud of, well, I'll say two things. One thing is just like literally completely going off on my own and creating this path when I really had no role model or guideline before me, but just like completely forging my own path back in the day. Like I was, uh, I was actually originally working in finance. And I had this transfer, this personal transformation was kind of going on at the same time where I had cleared my skin and then I became obsessed with nutrition. And I'm really proud of myself for basically taking that leap of faith and saying, you know what, I don't want to just be on Excel spreadsheets all day. This is really important information that's changed my life. I want to help other people. So I am going to take this really scary step of quitting my very secure finance job, going back to school to study nutrition, going to study cooking and forging this path of teaching people uh, really about nutrition and skin health, which also 10 years ago was not really a thing. Like now you hear about it more, but back then, like the idea that you could clear your skin through your diet was like, it wasn't even like thought of. It's just you put stuff exactly. on it to fix it. But it wasn't like, even a thing. And in fact, people would be like, no, they would be like, no, that's not true. Like food doesn't affect your skin. So I'm really proud for taking that, you know, that, you know, step. And then the second thing, like more recently that I'm really proud of is I'm really proud of launching a supplement brand, which has been very hard talking about obstacles, like very hard, like figuring it all out and, and doing it the right way. And, uh, I'm, I'm really proud. I'm really proud of the product and, and the company. So that's something that I'm really proud of. I love, I love that you, you started from a place that is completely opposite to where you ended up because, you know, sometimes you need to fix the problem. And then you see that so many people have you know, relatable issues with you. And then that's how you grow yourself and your career. So you made a way to find a bridge between your passion to help people and a career and, and a job. So it's, I love that. Every time I hear these stories, I'm, I'm like, yes, that's what I want is to do what you love and do it with passion and make a living out of it. So bravo for you. It's not easy to be successful in, in your passion. And speaking of success, I want to know what's your motto or mantra for success. Um, I want to, I want to steal a few things off you. If you have to say, if you had a mantra, what would it be for success? It's definitely that I will persist until I succeed. I say that every time I'm like, oh, I'm like, definitely this is taking so that hard. from you. Whenever something's hard or whenever you're like, I'm giving up, like, I can't do this anymore. You know, you have to, okay, I will persist until I succeed. I think it's all, it's all comes back to our, our mindset. You know, if you think you can do something, you can, if you think you can't, you can't. So it's, uh, it's really that mindset. 
your great inspiration, Bubijan. Thank you so much for coming here and changing a lot of people's misconceptions and helping a lot of people. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of changes in the last couple of years, even, you know, especially for Saudi specifically. So you've seen some incredible changes. So I want to know what you think the future is for Saudi Arabia as, as, a, as a person looking from the outside. Have you seen changes and how do you see it in the future? Yeah, it's fascinating. So I visited Saudi for the first time ever. Just Which to, city um, did you go to? Um, Riyadh. Riyadh. I was in Riyadh for the Sports for All Expo. Um, I spoke there. So that was, yeah, it was really interesting and kind of cool to see. I mean, I hadn't been there before, so I don't know, obviously, from firsthand experience, but to see them embracing like the, the whole country, like embracing wellness and health and fitness. Um, you know, we hear about Alula all of the time, that whole wellness retreat. And I have not been. And you have, have you? to go to Jeddah. You must. Okay. Go. If you haven't been to Jeddah, you know, you're missing half of Saudi. You must yeah. go to Jeddah. It's my city. I know that- I'm a little bit biased, but you have to go to Jeddah. Like the beaches and the food there, the the, the hospitality is just unparalleled. Um, you have to go to Jeddah. I'm sure. I'm glad you went to Riyadh. It's a great way to start, but you need to continue. <laughs> yeah. The people are so nice too. So, so welcoming. That's what I love about the changes in the last couple of years is, is, um, people have realized how hospitable and nice Saudi people are. There was always a misconception and misunderstanding when it comes to Saudi Arabia because it was closed off and it was a bit, you know, reserved and sheltered, but the people are really, really nice. And they, you know, they're always respectful for foreigners and they always want to, you know, they want to have guests and they, they, they want to, as we say, they want to give you what, what they have from, you know, their time and open up their doors. I'm so happy to, to see that in the last couple of years because whenever I used to travel, I used to go around the world and people ask, where are you from? I see Saudi Arabia. There's always that blank look on their faces. And now with all these amazing, incredible uh, changes in evolution, you can see that. So what do you think the future of wellness for women is? Um, how do you see it evolving? It's changing a lot. And I feel like there's been a lot, there's a big leap when it comes to wellness for women and fitness for women the last decade, because it used to be perceived as a pastime. It wasn't perceived as serious as men's fitness and men's health and wellness. It used to be perceived as, you know, bored housewife, but now it's, it's one of the, you know, leading growing in the industry, female um, sports and female fitness and female wellness. How do you see it, you know, changing and evolving? What do you, what do you see for the future in terms of female fitness? Yeah, I'm really excited about the future. I think women um, in wellness are, it's just becoming this force that like, that's unstoppable really. I mean, from the rise of all these fitness influencers who are building these huge platforms and huge multi-million dollar businesses um, to, uh, you know, something that's really interesting is that really up until the 1990s, studies, medical studies were primarily performed on men, everything, our hormones, everything's different. So, um, I think that's really fascinating that, you know, even medical research is, is being done more on women so we can understand women's bodies better. You know, there's this whole movement of like understanding our cycles better, you know, even with pregnancy, I feel like women are talking about it more, you know, and there's this whole like holistic and wellness perspective around it. Like, I just think, I love that people are talking about things now and there's just more information out there. Um, there's more community out there. And I feel like it's just going to continue to grow. I think women are going to continue to flourish in the areas of uh, 
sport and fitness and in food and wellness. So many women are starting like food companies and, you know, all sorts of wellness companies here in Dubai. There's so many of these like wellness centers and wellness cafes. And I just think it's going to continue to, to blossom. It's for women by women. And I feel like many of the taboos have been dropped finally. Many, many of the taboos that used to be like breast cancer and cervical cancer and issues that were in the, you know, anything that's perceived to be feminine used to be perceived to be as taboo. And it's not something you talk about in public and, uh, and menopause and, you know, postpartum depression. It used to be unspeakable. Like these don't exist. And women, you know, you're like a machine, you have a baby and you're good. Now there's awareness, there's understanding. It's no longer a taboo. And I love that. I love that you see this, this sense, uh, Khaliji families celebrate October as, as breast cancer awareness. I remember in my generation, when I, when I started wanting to go and check and I was saying that I need to go check, it was like, why would you even mention this? It's healthy. You should go check. So I see a huge change in that sector. And I'm so proud of that because it used to always bother me that why is it acceptable for a male health, but not a female. So I'm so proud that it's, it's changing, not slowly. It's actually changing drastically. I'd like to know about you personally. So can you please share with me your personal um, journey or, or what's next for you or what's next uh, for you as Maria? Uh, now that I'm in Dubai and loving it, I'll be here for a while. So um, I recently launched a supplement company called Kuma and we have our first product, which is called Glow Biome, which I'm really, really proud of. We actually did a clinical trial on it and it's proven to reduce acne. So it's an amazing, amazing product. And now really what's next for me is just making this a household name and getting it out there and sharing it because it's really beneficial for anyone with acne prone skin. Um, and then I would love to, I'd love to have some sort of healthy restaurant or healthy food delivery concept here in Dubai, because yeah, it's just, you know, everyone's eating out here all of the time and to have some like really delicious, healthy foods. There's an amazing organic farm here that I get all the produce from. So it would just be really nice to um, have like a, a hip and cool restaurant that's also, uh, that also has really healthy, yummy food. Can you please have air fried fries and call it Rahas fries for me? Yes. <laughs> I'll order from you every day. But I really love that. I love that your, your dreams evolving. So it went from you improving yourself and then others and then supplements. And now you want a restaurant. I love that. Inshallah. I really hope that's in the cards for you. Inshallah. Um, as we say in Arabic, I hope it gives, I hope it gives you goodness and it keeps away the badness for you. I really hope so. If you can give one piece of advice for, a young woman who's trying to break into this, you know, this crazy world we have of social media and fitness and, you know, all that. Well, what's the one piece of advice you would give her or him for any of our listeners? I would say know your why and understand, like really, really get in there and understand why you want to do this, why you're starting, who you want to help. And then just remember that, write it down somewhere, keep it where you can see it. When things get tough, because they inevitably will, when there's downs, you look at that and you remember that and you keep going. You remember why you started and uh, just know that you can get, get back up and uh, you will, per if you persist, you will succeed. Maria, I love that. Thank you. Grazie. You've been really uh, eye-opening for me personally. Uh, 
I will consider the yoga, the type of yoga. I will also improve on my intake because I've noticed the last couple of years after COVID, I started getting my body started reacting really to different things. So I will probably reach out and, and bug you about a few questions. Um, or maybe we can meet since you're in Dubai. Uh, just hopefully not from 11 to 1 p.m. Because <laughs> it's getting so hot. Um, but thank you so much, my dear. Keep shining. Uh, I admire your passion in helping others. And uh, you're authentic. And I really appreciate your time on our podcast. So thank you so much. And hopefully I can see you in person one day. Thank you, Raha. Thanks for having me on. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Quality of Life podcast hosted by me, Ram Harreg and produced by Pineapple Audio Production. Please follow us and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And keep listening every Friday morning and Tuesdays for our mini bonus episodes. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.